Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. You can follow me at the Dan Urban. You can follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. You can subscribe to our show wherever you listen. And if you like what you're hearing, please give us that five-star review. And we're going to talk about judging in MMA, learn the criteria, go to abcboxing.com to read it. Dan, you know where they did not need the uh, judging criteria? Where? In uh, in the Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul uh, dish show. Yeah. I, there was no official winner, technically. No no judges, no nothing. I, I did see some media scores out there, which, okay, I mean, that was fun, but not necessary. Um, it is what it is. I didn't watch it. I know you wanted to watch it, and then- I didn't, didn't like want to watch uh... it. I was just going- Oh, you, you were going to hate watch it? I was just going to watch it, because I was like, oh, let's, I mean- Floyd Mayweather doesn't fight that often. I'll watch Floyd fight. But <sighs> thankfully, Showtime servers were garbage, and I couldn't lock into Pyatt, and they saved me 50 bucks from what my Twitter timeline is saying. Yes, you and I uh, contributed no money toward this, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it was it took over um, any, any sort of MMA-related Twitter, so that was what I saw on my social media feed while I was working, and I'm very glad that I didn't have to watch this uh, terrible thing. But... I am happier that the main attractions from UFC on Saturday totally delivered in the sense that both heavyweight fights, the headliner and the co-main, did not go beyond five minutes. They did their job. They did their job. Rosenstruck uh, cut it a bit close, but uh, nonetheless. He did, he, I think he was saying, though, uh, Jerry Rosenstruck, he, he said that he was waiting for kind of that bell, and, and I guess he kind of liked... I believe this is what he said, that he kind of liked where, where things were kind of leading at that point. And that's when he was like, all right, I'm going to attack. All right. He sort of did the same okay. thing against Alistair Overeem, too. I think he actually got going a little before the clapper that time. But, yeah, I mean, this, this guy has a penchant for putting guys out at the end of... Uh... So are, are you saying that Jairzinho Rosenstruck, if rounds were 10 seconds long, he'd be an absolute animal? Oh, I mean, he could be. <laughs> that's possible. And second Man, MMA I hadn't thought about that. We should only book him in fights that give him 30 seconds. He's okay. gotta get comfortable first. Uh, okay. <laughs> He's not gonna blitz with a flying knee, a la you know, Jorge Masvidal, I don't think. Well, maybe he could. I don't know. He's, he's an accomplished kickboxer, but he doesn't seem like someone who's just gonna sprint across the gate and do that. Yeah, likely not. So 30 seconds. All right, fair. 30 seconds. Nah. <laughs> I like your thinking. I like your thinking. Uh the other good thing about Saturday was one heck of a uh, job by the uh, the overall judging pool yeah, in Las Vegas. I mean, they did a really good job on the whole. Yeah, not giving us that much to discuss. Only five rounds are going to be on uh, on our contested rounds slate for this episode. Out of 27, they were busy. They just, they were on the same page. They did a great job. Um, you know, props to everybody involved. Definitely. Great job. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll get to those in a bit. I, I think we can still talk a little bit about these heavyweight fights mm -hmm. just because, again, they actually gave us what we wanted. We we didn't have to wait around and watch some heavyweight slog fighters. Sure. I was starting to worry that Rosenstrike and, and Augusto Sakai was going to go that way because the whole round was was kind of terrible to watch. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't that fun up until the uh, end. No. I'm like, oh, no, here we go. We got four more rounds of this. <laughs> and, then he, and then he ended it. So great job for him. But, uh, you know, what do you... What do you think as far as Rosenstrike's ceiling? It, I don't, I don't look. I don't want to get into like where he fits in the title picture because we know he's not there yet. He just lost to Cyril Gann earlier this year. 
we don't need to worry about where he is, how close he is. It's going to be take forever for anybody to get untangled at heavyweight anyway, because the whole John Jones and Derek Lewis and all this other stuff. But what's his ceiling? Can he be champion? I think he's already where he's at. He's a gatekeeper. I think that's probably fair uh, description. I think he's someone who's going to put on some, you know, performances like this where he reminds you that he can be fun uh, in bursts. And uh, yeah, I, I think probably he's more of a stepping stone. A uh, high-level stepping stone, but a stepping stone nonetheless. Right. Yeah, actually, the, actually... Gan, the Gan fight, I think, was more revealing than anything for me because it, you just saw how... And, and Gan, I think, is someone who's really going places. I could see him being champion one day and maybe not even that far off. But Let's see how he handles Volkov. It, yeah, that'll be an interesting fight. But, um, yeah, I, I just... I was not impressed with him. He's He's not... He's not old. He can certainly add layers to his game. And I know from talking to him, he was very interested in continuing to fight as long as he can. So it sounds like he'd fight for a very long time uh, if UFC will have him. But yeah. will he improve enough? I don't know. We will see. I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, what about in, in the, the co-main event, though? Marcin Tybura came back from being in a real bad way against Walt Harris, who, you know, does Walt Harris things. Big ticket look. Big and impressive and looked like he was going to get that knockout in the first few minutes. And then, of course, slowed down and, and was done. Weathered the storm and that was all she wrote. Impressive performance once again from Marching Tiboro, who's now Dan. He's won five fights in a row. We don't really see that a lot at heavyweight. Definitely not at, at the big Strike rates. streaks yeah. like that. And, you know, the, the caliber of opponent is not as high as, you know, the, the losses he had. He was He lost three out of four coming into that. But all those were against really top level guys. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm curious where he now fits. And one of, by the way, his most recent loss was to Augusto Sakai. Oh, well, you think they maybe they they run that back? I don't think they run it. Probably back. not. I, I don't think that's necessary. It's not right very. Now, it's not. It doesn't interest me. It's just funny though that that we have uh, you know some guy who's coming. He's on the come up now, and that's Chabora, who obviously just lost to him. It was like a year and a half ago, I believe. And uh, and then we've got. Augusto Sakai, who's now lost two in a row because he lost the other one to Overeem. Mm, I like Tabora. I like Tabora too. I think he's finally figured out what he is strongest at in the UFC. Uh, you know, he's had some pretty um, terrible, boring performances and victories before, but now he's starting to find a way to to kind of lay the wood down and really get those emphatic finishes and make it a little more interesting. So I am curious to see what he can do. Uh, as he continues to climb the ladder, I don't know who would be next for him necessarily. Nothing, nobody really came to mind as I was kind of looking down. I'll, I'll trust the match. Maybe you have anybody? Well, I he, he's not going to get Volkov or Gone, the winner of that he's not going to get them. Uh, Dawkins would they do Rosenstrike? I don't think so. I don't uh, think that's necessary. I mean, they don't have to, but timelines line I, up. I though. think it makes sense. I maybe you do Tom Aspinall or maybe Tom Aspinall would be interesting. Actually, I like that a lot. That's a really good suggestion. You can maybe do the Dawkins Abdurakhimov uh, winner the end of July. Perhaps. I think he's actually lost. I think he, I believe that his loss before Sakai, though, Tabora, was to Abdurrahimov. Okay. Uh, I mean, and that might have been the last time Abdurrahimov has even fought. I don't know. It's been a long time since he fought. I mean, I know Blaze just got brutally knocked out. Whenever he's ready to return, maybe him. He welcomes him back. I, I don't know. I, I liked your first suggestion. I liked Aspinall. I think that's I, a good one. I don't think he's booked. What's that? I don't think he's booked. No, I don't think so either. Um, I think that'd be interesting to see that. So, yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. It's or, better than or, I have. Or Blagoy Ivanov. I don't know how to say it. Maybe. Blagoy Ivanov. I yeah. believe that's what it is. Uh, yeah. They're all like right Aspinall. in that area. Yeah. You keep, you keep going away. I thought you had a good one. You're like, ah, no, let's go for something different. No, you did it. You nailed it. All right. Good job, buddy. All right, Tommy, get ready. You're fighting Marcin Tibora. Scott has made it <laughs> official. There you go. 
It's Scott Shelby over here. All right, so let's get into contested rounds, though. We don't have too many, uh, but we'll start with uh, probably the one that I think raised the most eyebrows on social media, even though I think a lot of the media scores really did agree with the winner here. Uh, and that was Ilir Latifi getting a split decision win over Tanner Bozer, two 29-28s, and then the other way, a 29-27 for Bozer. Obviously, that's a quite a different scorecard here. So we've got two rounds to break down the first and the second, starting with the first, which was really the deciding round as far as the um, the victor here. It was just the split round as far as who won. So what we have is two judges, of course, Mike Bell and Junichiro Kamijo seeing it for Latifi. And the third judge, Tony Weeks, saw this for Bozer. And Dan, what'd you see? Uh, I saw it for Latifi, but this round was a tough round, mainly because neither guy was all that successful in their Yeah, offense. no one really does a whole lot, do they? Like, not for the lack of trying. It's just nothing's happening, really. I think. Yeah, I, it wasn't a staring contest, but yeah, they just I, nothing really. Yeah, I don't think there's there's very little effective offense, right? While it, yeah, while it's on the feet, I don't think Bowser's really landing anything. Uh, of my, I guess kicks are getting blocked, and we learn later that you know Latifi's arm was broken. Uh, yeah, so obviously that does. Kicks. I mean, usually you don't but, score that. I don't think that heavily, but you know, maybe a judge would would. Uh, I'm curious, actually, Dan. Before before we say, what do you think a judge would say as far as like when when they see a kick like that land on the arm? Are they are they kind of discounting it or are they like, wow, if that's a really heavy I, kick? I'm curious what a judge would say. I would imagine what they would say is, okay, he blocked it. He gave no uh, negative reaction to it. There's nothing there because he blocked it and it's like nothing happened. If he blocks it and it and it, he's visibly injured or shows signs of pain from it, I'm I imagine they'd weigh it uh, as an impactful. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough call because, I mean, I can go all the way back and there's probably better examples or other examples of this too, but I think back to the Chuck Liddell finale. Well, what should have been the finale before he fought Tito <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a bastardization. Uh, when his last fight in the UFC against Rich Franklin, when he broke Rich Franklin's arm and then Rich Franklin knocked him out with the arm that was broken, right? Yeah, that had to be instinct because normally people. That was insane, by the way. I I watched that. That was that was. uh, I had a bunch of people over for my birthday. Oh, uh, for that one, Uh, which is coming up this week. Hey, we're celebrating Scott's (laughs) birthday. Yeah, send me presents. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I watched that with a bunch of buddies, and we we were all like, "What the heck is going on? He broke his arm." That was crazy. Those are those are some of the best times of the UFC. I feel like that's like because you know what? It it was like every three weeks fights would come up, maybe. And you're like, okay, I got time to build excitement towards this event. Yes, yes. And and you had enough time to invest in the other promotions too, like Strike Force and WEC, which obviously WEC was owned by uh, the UFC at this point. But it, it was still, it had its own kind of storylines to it, its own entity, its own stuff going on. So you, you had more energy for all this stuff. Man, I miss those. Yeah, especially the, I, I, I can't remember the last time I watched a countdown show or a buildup show to an event. Just... Yeah, you know what? Those were interesting. But like now it's like it's just too much. Yeah, there's too much. It's it's hard to invest. Um, and things move around all the time. And it, it's as much as I love the spark, and we're off on such a tangent right now, but I think we'll we can see this through <laughs> just a little bit. But uh uh I love the sporting aspect of it as far as deciding who's gonna be the champion and everything like that, but we just don't see pay-per-view grudge matches anymore, with the the entire exception of anything that has to do with Conor McGregor. Pretty much, yeah. It's he's the only one that they will put on a pay-per-view grudge match for. There's no belt on the line. It's all about just the guy. I mean, we had 
know, we we had uh, we had Rashad Evans against Rampage Jackson. That was a that was one of their best pay per views as far as buys. Although the fight kind of stunk. Yeah, a lot that that much hype sometimes the fight doesn't live up to it or just can't live up to it. Of course, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I just I I wish that they could do that more, even with other fights. Like just ca- make us care about it, you know. Yeah, it's, the roster's so bloated. It's it's very bloated. It's it's very and well, it's also bloated with a lot of. I mean, I don't want to be unkind, but sub UFC talent. Mm-hmm. There just is a lot of that at the bottom. They, they they sign a bunch of prospects, which are interesting. But I mean, is the UFC the place for that? I don't know. I no. don't think so. Yeah. So anyway, not but... in what I, not in what they had you know told us to really think of this for for so long. It's I really, mean, that yeah. day is gone. I know it's gone. It's just you know it sucks. It is what it is. But anyway, we should probably get back, right? We yeah, get why don't we get fight. back to this round? Yeah. Yeah, this round. <laughs> uh, I think I think what we said is much more interesting about about this round than the action that was going uh, on. Yeah, I agree. Um, but you you said you gave this round to Latifi. Yeah, I went Latifi ten nine mainly because he I thought he actually landed the decent strike on the feet before it got taken to the ground. That's when Bozer actually landed some strikes is as he's getting taken down. Mm-hmm. And then on the ground, uh, Latifi lands two to three memorable strikes they weren't strong but they were decent which is funny you call it that was uh, significant strikes being what they are is is some sort of you know decider i mean we can you've heard my feelings on them calling things significant strikes yeah. but latifi was credited with just one significant strike in the entire round so i kind of uh, i gotta disagree with that oh that's fine I, but... I, and i have no problem with that because you know who knows how they decide that <laughs> so when he he, he passes to side control and he locks in very strong shoulder pressure, almost a neck crank. And I was like, oh, I mean, that's something. You know what? So I I will say I definitely discounted the fact that that is that shoulder pressure, that that is something. You're right. Um, I discounted that. Okay. I said, oh, it's not a submission attempt. It's not really going to end the fight. But you know what? It, it's there's he had a different grip. There's than effective offense to it. I mean, he what he did pass, and it it's like Bozer. Yeah. Bo, I mean, if Bozer really wanted this round, he should have did something for it. I would argue More. That you could say that about the same exactly know, for, for both guys can say yeah yeah that that's my main issue with this I, I I will say I gave this one to Bozer okay I did I I weighed the the strikes that you know it seemed obviously none of these are landing too crazy on the Tifi but I did weigh them a little heavier than the fact that again I discounted that shoulder pressure that kind of that ground pressure you were talking about um the the effective grappling he got to a good position but I just didn't think he was there very long. No, he didn't stick around too long. I mean, it looked like he was working so, so like a north-south choke. Maybe he was looking for a guillotine, some something. He was working you know, for something, but it, it, he didn't stick around there very long. We've got a round here that it's almost evenly split as far as you know on the ground and on the feet. It, it's hard. I mean, we've probably spent way more time on this than anyone really ought to. But hey, this is our this is what we do on our show. Yeah, you know, we, we break down these rounds. We talk about these rounds. Um. But yeah, I think a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, how, how can Latifi win that round? It's like, yeah, but you, when you watched it, you thought Latifi won the round. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just now now that you're presented with the information, you feel differently about it. It's like, okay, maybe that's the case, but now you have to understand why a judge would do that. Yeah, they don't get a rewatch. They don't get no. the stats. They don't get a rewatch. They don't get stats. They don't get any of these things. They watched it just like you did, and they felt the same way you did, so shut up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we're split on this one. Obviously, I, I saw it one way, and said, but I, you know, I don't feel married to the score yeah. one way or the other, and nobody should. No. Um, round two, I, I do feel a little more definitively about this one, and this was uh, the ten eight nine split here with 
surprisingly, because we've maybe it shouldn't even surprise us anymore. We've seen a lot more Tony Weeks going for the 10 8 yeah. in recent, probably in the last two weeks or, or two months, I should say. I think we've seen him pull the 10 8 card way more often than he had before as the lone guy. It's like he didn't know it was an option and then he took it. Like, oh, wow. I think it's more <laughs> like he, you know what? Maybe he's watching the show. Maybe oh, okay. he knows. Maybe yeah. he's listening to the show, I should say. Uh, you That's can't watch fair. us. I mean, you can, you can look at your phone, but yeah, it's maybe he's like, yeah, these guys, I'll show them. I'm going to give out 10 eights all the time. <laughs> all right, Tony, if that's the reason. Or maybe not. Maybe, maybe he's never heard of the show. <laughs> yeah, I would agree But yeah, with that. He, he was the he was the lone 10 eight guy here for Bozer. It, it was a Bozer round, of course, but he did give the 10 eight and Bell and Camillo gave the 10 nine. What'd you see? I went 10 nine. Uh, really, he had, he had a 20-second flurry from Bozer. It was a good flurry. I think you, you've got a, you've got some damage there, and, and obviously it was the fact that he was hurt in the, in the eye, Latifi, by yeah. what I we think... were trying to figure out at the time. Was it an eye poke or not? It was not an eye poke. It was not an eye poke. Thumb was there. Mm-hmm. Happened to make contact just, with the it's eye. It's just the way it works. I think, I, you know, I kind of thought he was trying to sell the eye poke a bit more. That's why he went down. But still, solid punch, solid flurry, solid round for Bozer. I just didn't think it reaches a 10-8. I think you're right. I, I think he was probably trying to um, make it clear that, hey, this is what happened to me. Please stop this. Mm. And then once he realized it wasn't happening, he was like, all right, whatever. I'll get back up. Yeah, I'll just get back up. I think so. And and yeah, I mean, he really wasn't terribly hurt. So, you know, and the fact that that happened in the middle of the round, it was much easier to kind of parse through what was happening mm-hmm. uh, in, in the aftermath because he's obviously he's fine. He's recovered. It probably looked a little easier for... Uh, the judges, Camillo and uh, Bell, to go the 10-9 here. Uh, but, you know, I mean, Tony Weeks saw what he saw. Maybe he saw something a little different than we did. Um, I disagree. I do think this is a 10-9, but yeah. I don't know. I but, guess I've seen worse. Yeah, most likely. Or most definitely we have. Would you? Let me ask you this. Would you, in the CSJ system, go 10-8 here? Well, I think you would consider it. I don't know if I'd go it, but I'd definitely consider it because there's no way to consider this round for Latifi. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I, I also would still just say it's a 10-9, but it is what it is. I have to watch it with CSJ uh, It didn't eyes. end up affecting anything, of course. This round actually had zero effect on what happened, although it could have if the other two judges saw it as a 10-8. That would have been interesting. Then could have... Uh, then what, if, if, either, if either Bell or Camillo saw this as a 10-8, it's a split draw. Oh, wow. Bam. And then... Which, you know what? I wouldn't feel that bad about this being a draw. Yeah. <laughs> if this you. fight actually was scored a draw... I mean, did we really learn anything about either man? No. No, no one felt like At least you know what I did like? I like that Bozer wasn't gun shot like he was versus Arlovsky. He came back to his normal self. He did. That's and, true. So That's um, true. I was happy to see that. Yeah. And you know what? I, I like Ilir Latifi, but it doesn't seem like he pulls the trigger anymore. No. That was disappointing. That's what I learned. I learned that we should be disappointed when Ilir Latifi's on the cards now. And that disappoints me. Or you can just be, you know, have the lowest of expectations when heavyweights fight well there's also that that's true i <laughs> didn't really enter with too many for this one but at least my expectations were exceeded for the other two fights this um you know what i don't think this was the worst heavyweight fight i've watched this year i think it's not even that close no it wasn't it, it is as kind of boring as it really was i feel like it was not as bad it was it was there was enough uh throwing and missing where it was like oh he might it heated it. up more near the end i think yeah. actually is what happened it started terribly and then it kind of moved a little better salvaged it i suppose which was at least that's the opposite of the the lifespan of most heavyweight fights which start a little furious and then it's like oh my god these guys are gonna go 15 <laughs> minutes aren't they oh no oh, <laughs> we have boy. to keep watching this 
Good God. <laughs> Can't imagine what judges think. I mean, they're getting paid, so it's like whatever. But <laughs> please end this. Probably makes it a little easier. It's like, well, I have to watch this. It's kind of terrible, but I mean, I'm making some money. Yeah. Or they're like, you know what? I'm so glad I got like three heavyweight fights tonight. I might not have to turn in a single round. Yeah, but once it really happens, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but if we if we we might be bored to death. But, and what we've hey. seen too is is from the statistics, it seems like as as much as the heavyweight fights do not go the distance relative to other fights, they're they're the ones that are most likely to have a finish. Uh, they're also one of the most likely, based on the data that we've crunched uh, on the show, they're one of the most likely to have a split round, probably because. Yeah. They don't throw very often, and we have weird rounds like the first round. <laughs> yeah, that very weird fight. Very long time spent on a weird fight. Yeah, we, we definitely talked a lot about this one. I think we can move forward with the other split decision. Uh, more aesthetically pleasing. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a barn burner or anything either. That was uh, Sean Woodson getting the nod over Yusuf Zalal. 29-28s going each way, uh, with Woodson getting two of them. Round two was our split here after Zalal won the first and Woodson ended up winning the third. So, yeah, it came down to that middle frame. We always we, we see this a lot where it's kind of like that middle frame is the, the tide turning. It's like who won that mm. is, is who wins the fight here. Um, and, and again, Woodson wins this round on two out of three cards. Those coming from Kamijo once again and Weeks once again. Uh, Ron McCarthy was our out judge here. He gave it to Zalal. What do you say? I'm a bit surprised this one was split. I went for Woodson. Uh, I did too. I'm a bit surprised because I thought this was almost pretty clear for Woodson. I thought his strikes were more effective. I thought his impact was noticeably better. Uh, Zalal has a couple decent leg kicks. You know, some shots to the body were good, but I, I thought Woodson was also landing good leg kicks, good body kicks, and good punches to the head. And then at the I end, thought he landed more frequently too. And then at the end, he seals it with the guillotine attempt. Uh, it wasn't a close to a finish, but it was a solid attack. So. No, it was a solid attack, and I think it's one of those, like, I mean, let's say you're on the fence about this round, right? Let's say you thought mm-hmm. it was, the striking was really close. That's something that I feel like would be very easy to push it the other way, for, yeah. you know, to, to give it to Woodson. Um, I I was a little surprised that this one went to Zalal from Ron McCarthy. I, I, you know, I guess I can see it based on the striking, but I think, yeah, the, the grappling, I feel like, should have pushed it over. Yeah, I'm on Woodson for this one, 10-9. I don't know if I'm missing something or maybe he's at a different angle at some of this stuff. Because, you know, a a lot of these strikes, when they're on the feet, do you have the best angle at it? That's that's the kind of the question you have to ask. Or maybe he does have a better angle than we do. That's the other thing. He does, maybe. I wasn't able to kind of pay attention where he was relative to the action. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously there's reasons it could go this way. But ultimately, the right man, I think, got the win here uh, in Woodson. No drama. No. I mean, Zalal wasn't happy yeah. about it, but obviously he's lost a few in a row now. And I don't know if he's going to stick. His, uh, yeah, he had he had uh, high expectations. He got off to a good start, and then he just kind of he ran into some some uh, tough walls, I think here. Um, but that you know that's it for our split decisions. We had two of those. The other two rounds that we have were you know more or less inconsequential uh, rounds. Here It was otherwise thirty twenty sevens with twenty nine twenty eight giving for each fights here. So let's start with the first of them. Camuela Kirk, who I'm probably mispronouncing his name because I, I forget exactly how they were saying it on the broadcast. And I think Kirk is right. Well, yeah, thank you. That one, <laughs> that one, that one I, I had down, my friend. Um, but between Michael Bisping and Dominic Cruz, they throw off all the calculus as to pronouncing names. So uh, <laughs> any, any effort that we had from Brendan Fitzgerald, it's just like out the window. Sorry, Brendan. Um, DC. Trash. He got the win over Macklin Americani. I think a lot of people thought this was going to be a closer fight than it was uh, on the cards, but I mean, I thought this was a, a win for for Kirk. 
for for are you saying for over on the on the whole or just around? Well, there was I mean there was some some talk about you know is this going to be you know who's going to win this fight? It could have been a split decision or anything like that, uh-huh. but it, it it seemed like a pretty clear uh, victory for Kirk uh, in my opinion here. Okay, round one though was the split round, so you know we have off the bat we had something that's like well who won the round who's kind of carrying the momentum into round two and actually i need to correct myself real quick that it was a it was two twenty nine twenty eights for camuela kirk and a 30 27 so it was, it was actually the first round two out of three gave this one to Amerikani. that was mike bell uh and rick winter dave hagan saw this one for kirk what'd you see sir i was with the majority i i went Americani 10-9 I thought he landed the better strikes throughout the round. I thought those knees early, while they weren't landing flush, I thought they were they were still decent enough. And I, I didn't think the counters from Kirk uh, were better. Um, I think he l- landed a few strikes that were noticeably stronger on, to the head, where his head's getting snapped back. I thought Kirk had good body work, but I think Mirakani was more effective overall. Uh, you know, I, I disagree with the result, but more or less, it, it's just, or not with the result, but what you said. As far as who you gave it to, I just thought that ultimately it was just a little bit more effective from from Kirk here, but very very close. And that's the subjective nature of judging. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, we're not on the same page here. I sided with uh, Dave Hagen. You sided with the majority. It is what it is. It didn't end up mattering. Kirk did take control of the rounds two and three. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when we're all set there, that was nice and easy, right? That was a nice easy one, yeah. Last round, sir, was on the main card. Gregory Rodriguez, who I believe is referred to as was it Jacked Obama. What do they call him? I forget what they were calling him. That's on, what they uh, called on social uh, media. Know, I, oh, I didn't see on social media what they were calling him. So there were people referring to oh, him as Jacked Obama. Jack Dobama. I did see that. Jack and then D O B A M A. No, Jacked. Like he's jacked up. Barack Obama. Uh, I okay. I, I saw people. I saw it spelled Jack J A C K, and then another word last name Dobama. No, I missed I that. I saw one. that. Yeah. No, I believe the the joke was that he resembled former president of the United States Barack Obama. Oh. Only jacked. Okay. But I don't know whether they were referring to him as fit Obama, jacked Obama. I don't remember. I, not, a lot has happened. Jake Paul and or Logan Paul or whatever the hell. Definitely wasn't Todorovic. They were referring no, to. Dushko Todorovic uh, does not look like <laughs> former President Barack Obama. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we had Rodriguez winning this one by unanimous decision. Two 30-27s, uh, like I was saying before, in a 29-28. Round three, inconsequential after Rodriguez won the first two rounds. I believe it's Rodriguez. I think I've been saying it wrong, too. Um, it didn't matter, but we did have a split here. Ron McCarthy, again, is the out judge seeing it for Todorovic. Uh, Winter and Weeks are on this one. Seeing it for Rodriguez. Rodriguez, what did you see? Oh, well, to start the round, hug alert, so automatic double. Oh, yeah, I was waiting for you to Yeah, do so double DQ, because uh, no one wants <laughs> to see that. You know, you can do it after Everybody the fight. Loses. But uh, anyway, since they weren't double DQ'd for that blatant foul, uh, I scored it for Rodriguez 10-9. I mean, look, you know this. First first offense is a warning anyway. Oh, that's true. Second yeah. offense <laughs> is also a warning. Yeah. And third offense can be a warning. Yeah, that's true. I think we saw that play out over the over the course of the Very event true. as well. But are any fouls more blatant and flagrant than a hug before the round starts? <laughs> Technically it's not in the books, sir. Yeah, we talk a lot about uh, officiating and the ABC criteria yeah, that's and ABC true. rules and all that. Let's let's not spread any misconceptions that is not in fact an actual foul, but to Dan it most certainly is offensive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and should be a foul. Uh 
I, I think it's silly, but whatever. Uh, I did see this one for Rodriguez, did you? Yeah, uh, 10-9 Rodriguez. He's responding with r- strong strikes off any counters, anytime Todorovic throws. Uh, and then Todorovic eats the counters, and it takes him a minute to reset. And, you know, Rodriguez is countering everything. They're both landing. I just think the impact from Rodriguez is better. And it's evident because Todorovic is resetting every time he's hit. Yeah, well said. I don't really have much more to add. I don't think... I, I think I see more of a case for Todorovic in this round that Ron McCarthy saw than I do for Zalal in the round that Ron McCarthy saw, I, round two of that fight. I'd agree with that. I think this is a much more defensible uh, yes. round here. But, you know, again, I, I don't think... There's just more. I don't offense, think this one's yeah. crazy at all. No, yeah, I, I agree. It's not crazy. And it didn't matter. That's true. It didn't matter. Got got to hammer that home. I don't know if a judge is sitting there thinking that. I'm sure judges of this caliber certainly are not thinking that because they've worked hard to get here, and I think they care about the sport. But when it comes down to it, at the end, it didn't matter. Doesn't matter because they know what they did in the first two rounds. Yep. And that was it. That's all we had. And, and again, a really nice job from all the judges. I know Adelaide Bird was on this one. I know that Brian Miner was on this one and we didn't mention their names because they had nothing wrong or I shouldn't say nothing wrong. They had no splits. Uh, same with Sal D'Amato, who, of course, is about uh, just about every single uh, fight card that we have going on in the Apex. Shout out to all the judges. I think everyone did a terrific job this weekend. We, we had no controversies, truly, uh, other than some that are imagined in retrospect, in hindsight. There is no hindsight. When you're a judge. Well, yeah, but what I mean is <laughs> going back to what everyone was saying with the, with the, the Latifi round. Where it's like, oh, everything's fine. Wait yeah. a second. He only had one strike. I'm furious. <laughs> and, and to be fair, these stats can't be 100% accurate. I Yeah, I have a lot of hard time believing that they are as, as accurate. I mean, how are they measuring? That's what I want to know. I would love to know. How they're going and saying, well, this strike is significant and this one is not. I mean, it can't be a robot. It's got to be people watching it. But like, how do you sit there and d- decide that? Like, it's totally arbitrary. Yeah, no and every, is and it, Especially sensors. like you can't even just you can look at the total strikes and then you, su- you know, subtract the significant strikes from it. Whatever that number is, we'll call insignificant strikes. Right. Which I think is silly. Um, but we have insignificant strikes here. Not all of these are created equal either. I mean. There's there's going to be some some of those kind of like very soft little like palm strikes that they'll do, which are like literally just keeping busy. And then there's probably some punches or 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 other lands that could be a little harder than that, but are also being considered insignificant strikes. There's degrees to everything. And then we've got significant strikes where obviously there are some punches that, hey, that's that's a good solid jab. And then, oh, hey, there's the punch that floors the dude. They're both significant strikes. There's degrees to everything, and the judges see that, but the stats don't. Nope. There's my tangent. There's my there's my uh, there's my little rant. Scott, Scott went off. I did. I, I like to go off on significant strikes. It's stupid. <laughs> um, and and everyone ta- everyone talks about it like it's gospel. It's like, well, what is it? No one can define it. I've never seen one person define it correctly. Everyone has their own definition of it. If you just show us the total strike amount. No, get I know that's yeah. that's what I like. When I do look at the stats, I prefer to work off of those, but. You know, it is what it is. Um, and that's it. You know, again, we, we're, we're done with these rounds here. We did have four finishes on this card, and we did have one no contest. Uh, unfortunately, Mason Jones was looking terrific. Uh, he got a 10-8 in the first round, unanimous 10-8 on Alain Patrick before, uh, unfortunately, an eye poke ended that one. It's darn eye pokes. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, Dana White's looking into better gloves. 
No, I, I think what you saw was someone retweeting an image of a story that was published from MMA Junkie, right? Oh, okay. From 2013. Oh, all right, yeah. Maybe yeah. they did work on them, and they just didn't work on them a lot. Okay, it's 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 in the mix. It's in the works. Okay. Just like a lot of things that they say are in the mix and in the works. Things that are, I mean, Zufa boxing is it's in the works. It's in the mix. It's coming. <laughs> it's it's going to be here one day. We'll one see. day. Um. Yeah. Again, all TKOs, four TKOs, no submissions, no you know distinction between KO and TKO. Just TKOs here. What was your favorite of the four, sir? Marcin Tybora coming back. Um. From a almost being finished by Walt Harris to get the yeah. finish of his own. Yeah, absolutely. He was he was in 10-8 territory, and then he flipped the tables on it and took back the round, and then and obviously he won it. Yeah, it was good. Very um, impressive. Once he was on the back, it was over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen Walt Harris in this position before. I don't think he gives up. I think his body gives out on him. I think he has way too much muscle to be able to last. Did he weigh in you at know, the, the The ideal MMA body type does not have this much muscle. It just doesn't. You look at George St. Pierre. He's got muscle, but it's it's like athletic muscle. It's like did, a gymnast. Did he weigh in at the max 265? I believe he does. Okay, yeah. Right. I was going to... I was If he weighed it... Like, he might even cut weight. If he was at like 235, I'd have been like, you know, maybe give 205 a run because he's not that thick. He's not that, you know, cut. It's like he has something to lose, but... I had a random thought. Do you remember when uh, Frank Mir was in his body transformation process where he was, he, he, he kind of was like a, like a 245, 255. I guess he was like 255 pounds mm-hmm. at one point. And he was, you know, he kind of like a normal heavyweight body. And then he got like really shredded when he fought against uh, Brock Lesnar. Pre-USADA. Cause he goes, well, he, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it's good, good distinction. And, uh, and he got, he got like all the way up to 265. He was really big. And then he was talking about wanting to go all the way down. I think he got down to like 240 or 230 or something like that. He was like, I'm going to fight at light heavyweight maybe if my body lets me. And that didn't obviously happen. That wasn't happening. That would have been terrible. Um, I just randomly thought of the fact that we had Frank Mir kind of going up and down. He's like, which way do I go? That boxing match, he was over 270 that he just had. Well, he's not the same shape as he was. But he he wasn't fat. He was was big. Like, Like obviously probably back on something. Wasn't I mean, cut, wasn't really cut up, but he wasn't out of shape. We can only speculate. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it is Triller, so whatever that means. But anyway, what was your favorite finish? My favorite finish was uh, Montana De La Rosa stealing the Violence Queen crown from Ariane Lipsky in round two. I mean, she really put the wood to her. I like this phrase. I've been using this today. Uh, she just hammered her for like. I want to say it was like the final like five, six minutes of the fight, counting the first round as well, because it ended near the end of uh, of round two. Yeah, she's just beating on her. I'd call those uh, significant. Yeah, I think she landed <laughs> a lot of significant strikes, especially in the second round. And I mean, she really went against type here. I mean, this is someone who we think of as, you know, I think tough girl. We've seen her fight uh, and, and be competitive, more of competitive than you would think on the feet. But on the mat, when she goes to the mat, usually you think, okay, she's going for the sub here. No, she brutalized her down there. She yeah, brutalized Lipsky. Decided I'm just going to beat you up. Pounded her out. Bloody fight. Good fight. She's. I don't want to say she's going to be coming for uh, Valentino Shevchenko anytime soon. I just don't think that's in her. But she's fun. She's a fun uh, member of the flyweight class. And I'm okay with that. That's great. Yeah, it's fine with me. Inciting. But yeah, we... Um, we don't really uh, have uh, any, anything less to talk about other than the fact that we've got another very busy schedule coming up once again. Getting back into it. P- is PFL back this week? 
AFL is back this week. Oh, this is season game game season two. What? It's season three. Season three game PFL two. PFL four. So this is like the second leg of the regular season. I think is probably what you're really looking for, right? Is that what you're trying to say? The second game. Uh, it's it will be the second time that we will we're going through the second round through uh the the order here with the lightweights and the featherweights is everyone getting a second fight everyone gets a second fight uh i mean as much as they're able like, I, say, uh, no, I don't no i don't have these specifics right now i'm sure there's somebody who yeah. had to drop out for one reason or another maybe not but yeah so we've no got one, pfl on thursday no one would have first fight to this time but you know who actually is having her first fight in mma ever is not part of the season sir Clarissa Shields. Okay. Who's the boxing fighting? champ. The, the the greatest women's boxer of all time. But it's it's not her MMA debut, right? She's fought MMA. It is her MMA oh, debut, oh, sir. I thought she already fought MMA, MMA before. No, no. She only started training with uh, Jackson Wink at the end of last year. I just spoke to her on Saturday. It's a good team. I mean, I hate it. It is a good team. She's I... been you know working with like Holly Holm, uh, who, of course, also made the transition from boxing. So, it was, you know, obviously, there's a lot of... Um, sense there a lot of really good resource to lean on you know john jones and 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 the people like that she says she's been working with so uh she is actually fighting against the same woman that kayla harrison beat in her pro mma debut she's 155 she will be fighting 155 correct okay so they like trying to lead up to a, a showdown of clarissa shields and kayla harrison well Shields is working toward ultimately being a part of a future season of PFL. She doesn't know that she's going to be a part of next season yet. She's not sure yet. It depends kind of how things go. One with this fight and then two later on as things progress in her training. So right. she's not rushing. She right. wants to take this slow. And I, I think it's the right course. We'll talk about this more, of course, on Thursday. Um, but there is there's Bellator on Friday. There's UFC pay-per-view on Saturday. We've got a lot coming Big up. Event. Big event. I think we might have to do uh, a Thursday publish of, of our show again. Sounds good to me. All righty. And yeah, you'll see us again or you'll hear us again on, on Thursday. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll have a past judgment for you. We'll break down, of course, all of these uh, fights coming up. Maybe not all of them. You know, we'll do our thing like we usually do right there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I think we'll have some fun. We've got some fun possibilities here. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll catch you Thursday. Take care.